Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast. It's always Media Thursday. With me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. Hi, Andy. Hello. I'm just, um, what our listeners won't hear is that we had to have a second go because you forgot the name of the podcast again. <laughs> I always forget the name of the podcast. But, you know, it's a fluid name, as you always say. So we're going to yeah. talk about uh, a week in digital media and marketing and saw quite a lot has happened this week. I guess it has. Do you know what? I've been I've been out and about for loads of things this week. You've been out and about for at loads of things this week. But turns out they were the same things, but just at different times. But <laughs> exactly, back to how things should be. Busy. Yeah. So should we start off with uh, the media leader? I keep forgetting to want to call it media tell, but the new name, the media leader, which is a great name. Uh, their big future brands conference, and our special guest. Uh, it's coming on. He can talk about that too in a bit. But I guess uh, you can kick off. You were there on day one. I was. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's a media tell events uh, brought to you by the media leader. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah. Future brands event at the Andaz Hotel where we had our had our Trinity lunch a few months back. What a good event! I really enjoyed it. Um, people people love being at events now i tell you the big difference i'm seeing in events now is that people aren't sitting on their phones uh working constantly in the background they're actually enjoying it they're looking at they're listening to the content they're engaging with the speakers and it's it was really good so this was um future brands it's a very sort of senior level event i think um a lot of senior people from media agencies and uh there was publishers and brands uh, talking about what's going on in the market at the moment. Um, what, did, what did you think? You were there on day two. So on day two, it was, you know, it was just busy, maybe, of course, less busy than day one. They always are. But it was packed room and they do events brilliantly. It's definitely something anyone listening always to go to, especially I mean, all the media events, but the Future Browns was, was fantastic. And they had some yeah. really amazing brand speakers on stage, which was good to hear. So you're hearing from the advertisers actually investing in this stuff rather than just the agencies yeah. doing it. So yeah, absolutely great and, event. And Omar on day one talking to a bomb disposal expert, which... Yes, and I'll forget his name, but that was honestly one of the best talks I've heard for a long, long time. He's a bomb disposal expert. Chris, I can't remember his second name, apologies. Uh, and he's he sort of moves slightly into a media industry because he's written books and he's a keynote speaker. But he's also gone back to bomb disposal because he got sick of the... So I say this shallow emptiness of the media industry. No, I would. Uh, yeah, he was he was amazing. So anyone that gets a chance to go and listen to him, and you don't know how to do that because I've got his name, but you'll see it if you go along to the the media media tell website. But he was just incredible, and I guess that's 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 something you don't and can't get on on Zoom calls. You know that visceral sense of being in a room with someone that just blows you away, and someone I didn't expect to be so good. I was maybe thinking it's one of those sort of celebrity public speakers that we have at conferences that aren't don't always deliver but he was amazing and what he said will live with me for a long time so again it's that visceral sense you just cannot get on a zoom call he's saying he's gone back to bond disposal. he went back he said he was a bit yeah. well he was a bit he he missed it that was the sort of calling and you know, he he's been doing it uh yeah. all, all his career he was in the sas and he was had this incredible career but yeah he got he he missed his calling he went back to bomb disposal it's 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 interesting, wasn't it? It's not something you want to get rusty at. It's not something <laughs> no. you necessarily want to lose your touch. You definitely don't. Now, what else has happened this week? We had another of our events. Uh, well, let's, let's, should we do other people's first? Because let's be polite about let's, it. And then yeah, we'll talk about our, our event. Uh, you went to IAB Engage? No. 
briefly. Well, I tried to go to IB Engage. <laughs> uh, I turned up at lunchtime, well, actually at two o'clock, and it had finished. So another amazing example of my uh, expertise in everything. But I mean, the one thing I'd say, uh, you know, Tyrone from from NDA attended, so it was good. It's just it was uh, the IB Engage events were always one of the key calendar events. They were day long. They were busy. They were really, really exciting. They had great, incredible speakers, lots of sort of celebrity speakers like. Uh, I remember Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry was, he was fantastic. So th- this one was it was half a day. And, you know, huge, huge kudos to IAB to getting back to the real world. It was at the Londoner Hotel in Leicester Square, which I haven't been to, but which is quite, quite lovely. So, yeah, it was fantastic to see them back. But half a day, I guess, you know, we sort of want more. So hopefully as real world events come back, and it's, it's not easy, we'll see more events come back for, for, the, whole, for the whole slot. I mean, uh, Media Leader event was two days. Media Tell, Media Tell? Our Madfest, which is coming back in July, and we're big partners of, that's going to be a three-day uh, marathon festival session. So, yeah, more more events and longer events, please. Yeah. Uh, well, I was talking this week to Lynn Alt, who's a former colleague of ours, who's now at Adweek. The title she was telling me about, they've got two big events coming up in the UK in the autumn. Uh, Social Media Week, which they bought a couple of years ago, I think now. And they've got, they're bringing over their big brand week event as well. So that'll be interesting. I'm really glad they bought Social Media Week. Social Media Week, way, way back, used to be incredible. And then it sort of dips way off a bit. So, um, you know, I've got to totally re-energize it. So I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, that was, uh, it it was good to see them getting into that space. Um, And again, part of their big play into the UK. And then it was New Video Frontiers on, I'm going to say Thursday, because well, mainly because it was Thursday. So, um, Neither of us could do that because we were all evented out and we had our own event. But as ever, from looking at it, Vinny put on a superb event. Yeah, I had great reports. And it was, yeah, as you say, what a great week. Just events, events, events. And then we have a little talk about our tiny event. Well, small but perfectly formed. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we had a group. Uh, it was it was quite a niche event. It was for the PR and comms people within media agencies. And uh, we had a lot of people there uh, from Mediacom, from Publicis, from Dentsu, um, three great speakers. Uh, our friend Gideon Spanier from Campaign spoke, um, Abba Newbury from Habito, and Alex Marks, who's four days into his role as head of marketing at Postersco- Posterscope. Um, and who gets on exactly the same train as I do in the morning. <laughs> I wasn't there, so what was the... I'm not going to say key takeaway because I hate that phrase, but what was the what was the best thing to come out of that? Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Abba Newbury speak. She's been around the industry I for actually, a long time. I, I interviewed she, her at Madfest a couple of years ago. She's, she's amazing. Ah, well, she's excellent. And she's not short of an opinion. And she decided to tell the big network agencies that, you know, and I think there's something in this. The the big problem why she didn't choose it as choosing a big media a big network media agency in her new CMO role was she just didn't see any differentiation between them she uh, didn't see where any of them were different she didn't get why they would want to work with her and why she wanted to work with them so she went with um, decided to go with us with an indie um, which I believe was good stuff uh, on a and was very upfront about how you know it was it felt better for her felt a better fit felt like that they were 
in a one team, which um, was really interesting. And, you know, I, I was sitting next to people from big network agencies. And there was a little sharp intake of breath around the room <laughs> yeah, when she was saying this. Uh, you know, we've come to lunch to be yelled at. But I, I think they understand it. I think, I, you know... Well, one of the things which around them, and there was a certain amount of tacit agreement with them. One was like, "Oh God, who owns that agency? Are they are they a WPP agency? I don't, I don't know who owns that one. What do they do? Why have Dentsu got four of those? You know, it's there's a certain amount of confusion as to who owns what and why. There is. Um, we saw this week Mediacom and Essence become one with the lovely name Mediacom Essence. But yeah, non-stop yeah, movement. Essence uh, people with Essence <laughs> yeah. people were saying on stage, which I quite enjoyed. Well, but yeah, it was a great event yesterday at the Ivy, and so there was obviously shepherd's pie. Which, which was great. Excellent. You can't have enough shepherd's pie. Right. Well, I think I can see our special guest this week about to join us. So it's the amazing Marco Batozzi, who obviously we've known forever, uh, in a very exciting new role at Wayla. And we haven't talked to him properly since that. So no. hi, Marco. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Couldn't be better and much better, obviously, for hearing you, even if I can't see you. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me sort that out because that I shouldn't deprive anyone of that. <laughs> we want to see you. Pleasure. What a beautiful sight. Here's Marco. Oh, Marco, twice in a week. It's, it's twice it's, in a week. Doesn't happen often, does it? Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. So thanks so for joining us. This is our podcast. Where we talk about the industry stuff, really. And I guess Andy and I were talking about the future brand events, which we both thought future brands events. Sorry, we both thought was fantastic. You were there. What did you think? Um, well, I was only there for a couple of hours, actually, uh, in truth. I mean, I th- I think um, I think it's interesting in these events now. It's a bit like going to work, where <laughs> we once went to work and uh, you would sort of get your head down and get on with stuff. But now, since it's such a novelty, everyone wants to talk to each other. And I felt like it felt like the same at a conference. Maybe we should just all go to the conference and just do the coffee bit <laughs> and the bit outside and sort of not bother with the actual stuff on the stage. That'd be a bit mean, but I can see what you're saying. I'm sure content producers everywhere are loving you for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <you're welcome. laughs> can I just clarify whether <laughs> I'm being recorded at the moment or not? Um, no, I think it's, uh, you know, it's great obviously to be back and, uh, I found it quite nice and sort of a warm blanket around me of listening to people up on stage and um, clear. I, I was there for the bit where obviously it was focused on D and I and ESG. And so there, there seems to be, I don't, you know, it's probably by design, but felt like, you know, there's a thread running through our industry now, which is all about how we can, you know, all do a better job of it basically and think about stuff beyond just the act of advertising and, you know, consider its impact on uh, society as a whole. So, you know, that was that's that's definitely quite interesting. I think there's quite a lot to lot of work in all those areas we've got to do. Definitely. So, let's talk a little bit about you, your favourite subject, obviously. And Wayla, as I say, we haven't really talked to you sort of formally since since you joined Wayla. So, why why the move in the first place? Um. Well, I actually was consulting for them um, initially, and um, and I, you know, it's a great way of getting to know a company. So I sort of uh, was was working with them, and uh, obviously understanding a little bit more about their craft and what they do. And um, and I was, you know, lucky enough, really, that an opportunity sort of opened up for me to for me to 
to take in terms of you know what what appealed to me i think like it's quite an interesting space like it's been on a journey i think because you know when if you say influencer marketing um you know everyone will have a sort of perception of that and they will vary as to what that perception is but i think there's definitely been on a journey from the the kind of the the picture perfect world of instagram uh to you know today there's this a, a much more real um a focus on real right we've all been through a lot of tough times and so on and i think you know one of the things tiktok does really great at the moment is just there's so much content on there that's actually people being talking about themselves and and showing what real looks like and not not necessarily perfection um and so i think you know there is that journey the the influencers um you know, we we talk now about we're sort of moving away from like influencers to creators because actually a lot of what we're seeing and a lot of the work that brands are doing with them is really around people who, you know, they don't just have a following. They either have a passion or a skill or they might be in jobs. I mean, the, the, the next big tranche of creators are either experts in something like videography or photography or whatever, or they could actually be you know, they could be surgeons or they could be doctors or they could be whatever. There's something, uh, they could be amazing dancers, they could be amazing athletes, uh, they could be average athletes. I think that's what I like about it. It's like everyone uh, has this opportunity to create a following. And I think, you know, we, we as we go on that journey, um, what we're seeing is more and more brands coming to us because if you think about it, what have brands always wanted to do? They've always wanted, they've always want to be kind of in touch with culture or the, or mo- most of them do want to be in touch with culture. They want to create entertaining content that actually people want to see and engage with. Uh, they want to reach these audiences that, are, you know, uh, progressively harder and harder to reach. And creator marketing is like a shortcut to all of that because these these creators are really like their their cultural gatekeepers, basically, and um, and it's an opportunity for brands almost to have permission to get into that uh, into that world and not just blast a message out because it you know it has to be about the engagement and the entertainment bit, but that's what the creators do. It's like having your own creative department, production department, everything all wrapped up in one because they will help the brand really understand you know help them engage with those audiences I just think you know for me that's been quite fascinating my career has always been about what I think is going to be something big or or growing whether it was digital in 2000 and programmatic in 2010 and digital audio in 2017 I feel like it feels quite natural to me this space of like you know here we go again there's something that I think this this part of the industry has a has an opportunity for brands that uh, they've been looking for and I think you know it's an opportunity for brands now we talk about like for them to operate in the culture and not in the category so rather than be an FMCG or a vert- or an auto or a whatever uh, and and sort of stick to all those rules it's an opportunity for them to actually go okay let's you know let's let these creators help us um, be part of that culture and it doesn't have to be a very category specific thing um so yeah it's it's just it it just sort of for me felt like a, a sort of natural next step for me so you're uh president of emir for whaler how, how big's the uh, presence over here marco uh there's about a hundred of us 
Um, and we're in, uh, we kind of work this hub and spoke model. So we're London, Berlin, uh, Dubai, and then we have um, experts that help with sourcing of creators in most of the other markets. So, um, you know, we, I think, you know, I think we would describe ourselves as a global leader in this space. I think what makes us a bit unique is the business really has four parts to it. So there's the, what we've just been talking about is the, really the brand partnership. So that's the bringing the brands and the creators together. We also uh, have talent management. So where we manage our own talent. Uh, and we also have a SaaS product that is out in the world of um, creator marketing that the, the creators themselves and agents can use to basically manage their business. Um, and then we're doing the, the kind of the innovation hub, which is really about started with creator houses that we've been doing in the US for some time. Um, and now taking that into, um, into Web3, we've got something called the House of Mempo, which is a, a gaming house in the metaverse. So we're starting to like have that fourth arm that is taking us into those sort of future facing areas that so that we, you know, we can learn about it. And our belief is if we, if we want to be a, you know, we, we describe ourselves as a creative commerce company because we're everything we do is basically powering the creative economy in some, to some extent or another. And I think if we want to play in that space and be a leader in that space, then we have to sort of do it ourselves. So, you know, we, we try and, um, push the boundaries and create a bit of con create content ourselves so that, you know, we're, we're understanding exactly what they're, they're all going through. Brilliant. A gaming house in the metaverse sounds, uh, sounds an interesting. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually in real, it's in real life and in the metaverse. So, um, we're, we're previously, I mean, I think that's kind of the point is like previously mm -hmm. we would have done it only in real life. Uh, and normally those houses that we've won awards for and done a lot of good work in is, you know, you take up what happens to be a, you know, a mansion in LA for the sake of argument. And, and then we either have creators um, that live in them or are passing through them. Historically, probably live in them has been, has been the way. Um, we've won a lot of awards for Familiar Fuego, which is just sort of coming to a conclusion now, I think. Um but it seemed it seemed the natural thing for us to then extend that out of um, you know just real life and start experimenting in the in the metaverse as well. Thank you. It does make much more sense to me now that you're describing your journey career wise while you are where you are. Uh, so thank you so much. Listen, uh, thanks for dropping in. We can't let you go until we talk quickly about Can Can's coming up. We're all sort of planning for it or not. What's really struck us is that. In previous years, CAM plans were been made six months ago, and now people are still rushing around last minute. So are you going to CAM? Do you see CAM as being big this year? Do you see it as being important, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, I think CAM was – we will be there. Uh, we're going to be there. We've got a lot of great content lined up, um, and I, I don't know what's public or not, so I'll be careful what I'm saying. But we're going to be there, and we're going to be very visible, and uh, we've got a load of stuff going on that I, I hope anyone who's interested in creative marketing uh, and marketing in general will come along to. Um, I think Cam was always on a journey, pandemic aside, of kind of uh, slimming down a little bit yeah. Yeah, and losing a few pounds, wasn't it? So it's, I, I think it's, it's only carried on. I think they're only the most cynical of people if i see one tweet about <laughs> oh i've got to go to Cannes," you know i'll be around your house because i mean like 
Only the most <laughs> cynical people could have a problem with now hanging out after what we've been through uh, in Cannes. So I think the people that will be going there will come with a lot of energy. I, I feel like it might be like a bit of renewed vigour for us all to, you know, actually want to participate and to <clears throat> go to each other's things and, you know, really be part of this um, immense sort of real life um, opportunity. So I, I, for that reason, I'm excited, but I think it will be smaller. Of course, it will be smaller. There's there's no doubt there's people will have cut back and, and so on. But um maybe maybe a better quality no, i think that's lovely phrasing marco you know only, only the most cynical could not look forward to this and you're totally right i think if you think it's not gonna be the most amazing can ever you're totally wrong and yes it's yeah. be smaller but as you say probably that's that will be for the for the greater good so thank you so much for joining us it's great to see you here you uh see you soon if not in can thank you very much appreciate it see you soon mate bye 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 so always amazing to see Marco and I I, did, I just loved what he said about Cannes I think that just really sums it up really how can you be cynical about Cannes now you know a couple of years ago maybe it would never it was never going to happen again so yeah without doubt Cannes going to be smaller without a doubt I think it's fair to say it's going to be much much bigger and better and uh, we'll be there we'll be there we? we've got we've got many things going on we do do we have a we have got somewhere to stay now haven't we we have got somewhere to stay and we do have an events partner uh, who I'm uh, about to share contracts with, but I think it's suffice to say that they are one of the one of the biggest names. Yeah, that's going to be really good fun. It's going to be really good fun. Uh, who we are, we're um, we're partnering with. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing is, have you started linen shopping yet? <sighs> Am I going to go with my Fifty Shades of Blue outfit? Yeah, you always of, do. Uh, three or four years ago, where I <laughs> did turn up looking like uh, a catalogue model. <laughs> One of the worst things I've ever done. Um, I'll tell you what I'm not going to do this year. I'm not going to buy a hat from a street seller while sitting in a, bar, in a pub. I think you will. I, th- I think I will. will. I think I, think I will. You will. Yeah. Wouldn't be calm without um, We hat. should talk about... It wouldn't be. We should talk about our awards. Yeah, we should. We should. Uh, talk about our awards. Then. Yeah, the awards. So the awards, uh, it's our first award, the NDA Heroes Awards, and it's uh, purely sort of sat in our focus, our ethos of celebrating brilliance of people uh it's we had a uh quite incredible judging panel uh the great and the good of the industry that whittled down the entries to a shortlist that's up for public vote public voting is going crazy it really is i know there's a lot of hyperbole brand awards but yeah we, it is going crazy and i uh, it's in on may the 12th 12th, 12th it's gonna be the 12th at the century club yeah it's gonna be great i'm not fashionable west end it's gonna be superb and this is it's just it's celebrating the brilliance of the people that make up our industry. How many votes were we up to? I haven't looked at the back end. A couple of thousand now already, and it's that, sort of early days. That's incredible. Yeah, and it's just, it's a lovely thing to see because, again, it's going back to the thing. People, this industry is driven by people. Yes, this industry is sort of underpinned by technology, but it's a people industry, and it's the people who should be, should be celebrated. Absolutely. So if you want to come along to that event, uh, it's a minimal fee. It's at the Century Club. There's food in bowls. There's beers in ice buckets. There's all those favourite things. It's not a sit down awards uh, with dinner jackets and that sort of stuff. Um, it's me and Justin on stage <laughs> handing out. Yeah, but it's, it's not handing out awards. But that might put people off. So it's, it's me and you on stage plus other much greater things. Much, much greater much things. Much greater things. We're a tiny footnote. In fact, we're the embarrassment of the awards. Well, that's itself. a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> I don't. 
Ah, well, on that note, let's end. So thank you so much for joining us. This has been It's Always Media Thursday with Andy Oates and Justin Pierce, And we will come back next week. I would say that we never sort of do. Let's pretend we will. So we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Marco, for being this week's special guest. Mm-hmm.